following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. podcast with jenna and elena that is a butterball turkey and that's a cool piece of pie happy thanksgiving jenna oh happy thanksgiving elena how was how was your day oh my gosh well my thanksgiving well you know the day really starts at midnight when you're out of the bars (laughs) for the biggest party night of the year which is the day everybody comes back home from college to go to thanksgiving True. Um, I did just turn 27 this year, so this will be officially the last year I ever do that ever again. Um, not my scene whatsoever. I, you know what? I was thinking about it because I think we're going to go grab drinks tonight um, true. with yeah. our friends. And I was like, ooh, how late am I mm-hmm. willing to stay out? How much can my body endure? But you know what? <laughs> I'd do anything for, for my friends. Yeah, but I won't do that. That being come back home at 3 a.m. because that's when I got home on Thanksgiving Day. We didn't head out to the bar. Excuse me, I have to burp. We didn't get out to the bar until uh, midnight. Literally midnight is when we showed up at the bar. And it was popping ass to ass, cheek to cheek. um, What bar? Brickyard in Lewiston. Oh, jeez. Absolutely horrible. Floor sticky as ever, just as I remembered it. Yeah. Um... (laughs) And then I sat at a table and watched the people around me go crazy because I was a designated driver um, for two of my friends. Oh, man. And so I drove them home, and then I got home, and I slumped over until 10. Uh, and then I uh, helped my mom make her Thanksgiving dinner. And let me tell you, it was busting this year. Yeah? That meal that we had. Your plate looked so delectable. It was scrumptious. It Good. was Every, like, I had so many vegetables, more vegetables than I probably had this whole month. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. But my favorite was my mom made bacon-wrapped bundles of green beans. I saw that. That looked bomb Dude. as hell. And it, she made this, like, sauce with it. It was brown sugar, soy sauce, and butter. Oh, my God. And, like, that sounds so good. It was delish. It was delish. delicious. I love that. What about you? Um, Wednesday... We had rehearsal, and I made little pumpkin uh, rehearsal for the Christmas Rose at the Ghost Light Theater. For I'm going to plug that. Um, everybody, please come. The people I'm working with have been tremendously supportive and encouraging, and it's the best show I've ever been in. I'm very happy. Um, but yeah, Wednesday night we had rehearsals. So I made little pumpkin pie tarts because my mom told me I didn't need to make one for Thanksgiving, and I was like, Okay. We had a store, well, not a store bought, but like a a bought pie that some bakery made. So I was like, whatever, fine, I'll make it for my friends who actually care about my pumpkin pie. There you go. What, but what bakery was it from? If you don't mind me asking, I have no idea. But whoever made it, it's not, it's not bad. Um, but w- so I went. Okay, so I went to my 
dad's fiance's house and saw all my step siblings and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, I'll come to my Nana's for dessert. I get there and I was like, apple pie, here I come. Because mm-hmm. they had apple crisp, chocolate pudding pie, and pumpkin pie at my stepmom's house. And I was like, oh, I got to go to my mom's. And I was like, apple pie, here I come. We had pumpkin pie and minced meat pie. What the? <laughs> what <laughs> the not- <laughs> I could not believe my, that's exactly what I, my brain did that exact, I did that again last night i was like who in their right mind buys a minced meat i get that my nana's almost 80 (laughs) but like i get she's old (laughs) and that's an old person pie but like (laughs) what were you thinking it was it it's not sweet is it it's ground beef it's ground beef and what else i have no idea is there meat in it it's minced meat I don't know if it's meat, though. And it wasn't sweet. It was savory. I didn't eat it. You I think I'm going to put that in my mouth? For science, yes. We have a podcast. We need things to talk about. <laughs> Google, show me a minced meat pie. <laughs> oh, it's a sweet pie. Oh. Mixture of fruit, spices, and suet? S- sweat? Sewage? <laughs> Your grandma's crazy. <laughs> S-U-E-T. Sweat? Sweat? Sweat pie. Sweat pie. Oh, God. God, Let look at see. this picture. Who? First of all, it's blurry. Probably, <laughs> probably better that it's not in HD. Raisins, raisin pie. Literally looks <sighs> like pieces of rabbit droppings. Okay, pie. Yeah, I'm done with oh that. So gosh. that's the the pies we had. Um, but at my stepmom's house, we had oh, it was bussing. We yeah. had sweet Hawaiian rolls. We had um. Uh, what else do we have? Obviously, turkey. She made homemade applesauce, and it was mm. scrumptious. Um, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes with the skins on, mm. like red potatoes with garlic. And I don't know. That gets stuck in my teeth. I'm not a huge garlic person. See, the garlic, I'm not opposed to at all. Yeah, but skin on potatoes, unless I'm having a baked potato. It wasn't a lot. It was Lots more iron. It was more mashed potato than skin. Okay, but it was good. Um, so yeah, then I went to my nana's for dessert, and it was sad. So I stayed for 20 minutes, and then my uncle started talking about his entire life story, which he does every time we have any sort of family gathering. So I left. I went home, and then um, slept peacefully through the night. I wish I did. I'm going I'm going through a breakup. And that's okay. Um, so that was my night. Uh I didn't get home till three AM. So we so we were just one day off of each other. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was at a bar. Um anyway. <laughs> so the musical that I chose for us to talk about today, because it's musical week, is <laughs> Is the Phantom of the Opera, and uh, this musical holds a very special place in my heart because the first time I ever saw this was not the original uh, Broadway recording with uh, Sarah Brightman and Michael Crawford, mm-hmm. uh, because I hate that recording. If I'm being honest, it was the movie version with Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. Oh my gosh, it's not bad either. It really isn't. Truly not bad at all. People hate on it, and I'm like. Why? True. Like, give me a valid reason why. Right. The only thing I could ever say about that one is like, 
Whose horse is that? Uh, when whose, whose horse is that? Whose horse is that? When they're walking down <laughs> in the caverns. Yes. During the Phantom of the Opera, the title, <laughs> the title theme. During that that one song. And she just gets up on that horse, and it's like. Where does he get the fun? Is that where his like funds from the managers are coming from? So before I get ahead of myself, let me give a. Well, do you want to go through history first, or do you want me to like explain the musical first? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do a little bit of a little bit of history. Let's go to our volume up section. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, we gotta have a little, a little intro to that. Okay, fan of the opera. It premiered on October 9th, nineteen eighty six, at Majesty Hearst Theater in london um yes this premiered in london first and then it came to broadway in 88 i believe um it's based on the novel by the same name phantom of the opera by gaston leroux uh french guy from 1910 leroux leroux i don't know i don't speak french i speak spanish um the music is by andrew lloyd weber lyrics by charles hart and richard stilgo um, first production ever was done at the Sidmonton. Um, uh, it didn't give a year for that. Um, by the way, all of my information is from Wikipedia. I did as much research as I could before ripping my heart to shreds last night. <laughs> Anyways, 1986, it premiered on West End. 1988 on Broadway. Had its first t- U.S. tour was the Christine Tour, which I want to talk about that later. Mm. Why they named tours certain names. Like, remember in Hamilton, it was, like, the Schuyler Sisters tour or this Not tour? at all. I have no idea why they do that. Uh, maybe because it's, like... Do they switch out people maybe, in that yeah, role? Yeah, maybe it's, like, to showcase different, different women in those specific roles. That's what I'm wondering. Because if there's a Phantom tour, then maybe they're switching up the Phantoms more often than not. Yeah, they had... 1989 was the U.S. Christine tour. 1990 was the U.S. Raul tour. <gasps> 1993 was the music box tour. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, so Are we bringing out a new music box yeah, every time we, then? Does I don't the get monkey it. play a different tune? <gasps> a different monkey every time? <gasps> oh my god. Oh. An orangutan. <gasps> it's like a ginormous music box. There's a rock. big ass gorilla <laughs> just smashing the music box oh, to pieces. Oh, oh, oh. That's what comes down on the chandelier. It's a Godzilla <laughs> and <laughs> Phantom of the Opera remix. Oh, that'd be sick. That would be real. You know what? I love the Godzilla movies. I love them. I don't know why, but I'm obsessed with the Godzilla movies. And for some reason, I would, I would, I would do my own adaptation of Phantom of the Opera slash Godzilla, Phantom of the Godzilla, Godzilla Ooh. of the Opera. Godzilla of the Opera would be a I like smashing that. title. Um, this is the longest running show in Broadway history. In 2012, they hit their 10,000th show. Jesus Christ. 2012. Okay, now keep in mind that it just closed on Broadway, April sixteenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Rest so, in peace to that run. Rest in peace to that run because I know it was making absolute bank. True. Like, why would you ever halt? Like it. Why would you stop? Um. True. Actually, let's discuss that for a second. Why do you think they stopped? I have no clue why. Why do you think? <sighs> Probably to make way for fucking what's it called back to the future shit you got rid of phantom of the opera for back to the future they're not at the same theater but i was like why the why are we doing this um shout out the starry night theater podcast because 
they had Calvin Sitch on who um was talking about this. We were talk they were talking about musical theater. I didn't get to that part yet. Um oh, 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 oh. That was a crazy episode. I've been digging it. It was it is really <laughs> the good. The energy that they're bringing, it's the energy beautiful. between Mikey and Cal between <laughs> and Calvin and and DJ the is crazy between Mikey and his own thoughts is that's <laughs> also that's that's a that's a podcast in itself mm-hmm. um so yeah they they made way for all these weird musicals they were talking about you know back to the future and like that's what musicals are right now are just either remakes of movies mm-hmm. or remakes of musicals <laughs> right or revivals yeah get Lion King out of the theater true i'm sorry yeah. no offense i know that like everybody going to new york city is going to want to see that with their kids Stop. i don't i don't care i would much rather put you in Times square out with the like stuffed animal people <laughs> with elmo with elmo and the pickpocketers <laughs> than sit then have you sit on uh, sit in the the oh what is that strip called where all the theaters are 86 i don't know something like that Times square (laughs) (laughs) some of them are but like why take up space if it's a garbage show well i wouldn't say it's a garbage show (laughs) wait one second (laughs) i'm gonna (gasps) i'm sorry she's down deep in her feels i'm down bad today no but it's not bad it's not garbage it's just not you think it's played out? Yes. You think it's stale? Stop the with the Lion stale. King. Just stop. You get it. They're animals. <laughs> They're animals. They're lions. They're in love. Who gives a fuck? I'm tired. Oh, love. Whatever. Ugh. Where were we? <laughs> 1984. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber contacts, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he. Whoa. That went crazy. Um, he gets in contact with, um, dear goodness gracious. What's the relationship? A producer? Y- yeah. His last name is Macintosh. Cameron Macintosh. Uh. He co-produced Cats. And so he's a genius. Song and Dance. We don't talk about Cats. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Another musical that will forever itch, itch my skin. Yeah, it itches a, my brain. In a bad way gives me hives and rashes cats is very um very eclectic you have to have you have to be in the mood to watch cats and i will never i'm always in a cat's mood i'm putting up my my girl scout three um, fingers mm-hmm. i will never in my life be in the mood for cats i mean you kind of just broke my heart a little bit but we'll just tell me what's good about it Right. Um, the Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. Like that whole thing where the cats just dry hump in the air. How could you not sit and enjoy That's it? That's disgusting. <laughs> Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. I think somebody was... No, I'm not going to say that. Anyways, somebody was in love with cats in a wrong way. Shane Dawson. <laughs> Do you think Shane Dawson produced cats? I hope so. It says or right here, was- Andrew Lloyd Webber contacted Cameron McIntosh and... <laughs> Edits Wikipedia page. <laughs> and Shane Dawson in 1984. How old is Shane Dawson? I'm sure he was born then. He's like 57, right? He he sh- probably is, right? I don't know. I think he's like 65, almost. He's hitting like that age. Mm-hmm. 
He contacted him. <laughs> contacted him in 1984 because um, he wanted to propose a new musical. He uh, was aiming for a romantic piece based on the book. Um, and there were two screenplay kind of motion pictures done in 1925 and 1943. But there was no way to like really adapt that for a stage production. So they just kind of, you know, they did their own thing yeah they found their own thing and um it was very uh very much rooted in the book this time uh they found a lot of old copies of the book and um decided to just kind of keep keep going off of i think it said in here he found like a really um oh yeah long out of print version of the novel and it supplied the necessary inspiration to develop the musical. So um, he said, uh, Weber said, I was actually writing something else at the time. And I realized that the reason I was hung I was hung up was because I was trying to write a major romantic story. And I had been trying to do that ever since I started my career. Then Phantom of the Opera. Then with the Phantom, it was there. Um, so really based off of the books. Um, it won at the tony awards best musical best performance by a leading actor and actress best performance by a featured actress best direction best scenic design best costume design best lighting design and it was nominated for two other ones that i can't remember but um it literally blew everyone out of the water it much. did yeah it did and that it, year it still shows to this day it swept it's because it's it, it is, picked up a broom it and picked, said excuse me it's excuse me this is these are my tony these are my Tonys. These are my Tonys. And they're, um, I don't know what I'm I don't saying. Know, I don't know why I put them on the floor. I don't yeah. know why I'm sweeping them up with a broom. I really admire these Tonys. <laughs> I, feel, I feel really bad that they're all scratched to hell. Yeah, dusty. One's losing their its head and, you know. But thank you. But thank you. Yeah, thank appreciate you. it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I have for history. That's all good. So now I'll dive in and I'll give you... Um, I forgot my notes today, so this is all going to come from the top of my noggin. And, it's going to be amazing. Um, we open with the beginning of a rehearsal of an opera, and you meet Carlotta and Piangi, and they're, you know, wreaking havoc on the vocal world, just like floating up in the rafters with their beautiful operatic sound. And um, they introduce new producers, or new owners to the theater, and <laughs> pretty much Carlotta gets crushed by a, uh, 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 what would you call that? I would say a set piece. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's done a lot of different ways. The original version, I think, is the backdrop. Yes. The backdrop falls on her. I think that's. And then for other future reference, I uh, did this musical and when I was in high school. I got to play Christine, which I'm very proud of to this day. It was one of my best performances yet. Um but pretty much what happens is Christine replaces Carlotta because she has been being trained by the Phantom, who is her <laughs> dead dad incarnate, is pretty much what he convinced her he was. Yeah. And uh, you find out that one of the patrons, the donators to the theater, is Christine's long-lost childhood friend. And something starts to rekindle, and the Phantom does not like that. Mm -hmm. So he kidnaps Christine away. He's like, all right, I'm taking matters into my own hands. Come with me. Music of the night it. Takes her oh, yeah. through the caverns of the theater. Uh, and then she's just like, you're ugly. 
she's like, whoa, dude, like rips off his mask because, you know, the Phantom wears a mask for the whole show. Yeah. For the most part. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm fucking disgusting. Are you happy now? Are you happy that you got to see how fucking gross I am? What does he call her? You little lying Delilah. You little viper. Prying Pandora. Are you... <laughs> are you... Are you pleased with, yeah. with what you see? Are you Are you happy that you just bursted that boundary that I put between us? Feast upon this, yeah. Christine. <laughs> Literally. You're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you kidnap her, and then you're like, what the fuck, dog? (laughs) Come on. So after that, he's like, all right, obviously you're not ready to spend the rest of your life with me. Valid. Drops her back off to the theater. And then that night, they're supposed to have this other kind of – it's weird because, like, they're doing two shows at the same time. It is very – the first time I saw it, I was very confused. Because it's, like, a sped up. Because, like, when Christine comes back – from being with the Phantom, suddenly they're doing another musical and Carlotta is the main runner. And right. so the Phantom messes everything up for everybody, you know, like he does, because he wants Christine to be the star and he wants Christine in his basement with him. And so this, but unfortunately for the Phantom, this leads her right into Raul's arms. Raul? Raul. 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 Which, oh my gosh, in the movie, it's Patrick. What's his Patrick. Patrick Dempsey. I think that's really close. Um, nah, he's he's McDreamy. Oh, Dr. Dreamy, oops. not McDreamy. 50th anniversary cast. 50th anniversary cast. In the 50th anniversary cast, it's played by Hadley Frazier. Oh. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> oh my gosh, like putting him against... Okay, so now I'm going to specifically talk about the 50th anniversary cast. Okay. Putting him against Ram- Ramin. Yes. I, I always I would say his name wrong. Uh, yeah. Putting those two together was obviously a brilliant choice because even though Ramin is covered in makeup, he, he just oozes sexuality. Oh. He just It just oozes right out of him. You got And that is a role you got to do. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got to do. You got to do. And so it pretty much... Pushes Christine into his arms and they sing this beautiful ballad about how, just tell me you love me and that you'll never leave me, which is completely valid, but we're going to move right past it. And then that leads the Phantom to be like, oh, forever alone. Mm -hmm. Me. Forever alone. (laughs) And so that ends the first act. So pretty much it's just like this roller coaster ride where the Phantom gets rejected because why wouldn't he be he's a creep yeah he is start of the second act it's the new year raul and raul and christine are engaged they're having this big masquerade ball at the theater and over the summer (laughs) technically (laughs) over the winter the phantom has been at his desk writing this huge uh uh, opera Mm -hmm. for specifically for christine to do and they're like and if you don't do it I'll kill you. He's like, I'll literally I off will. you, dog. That's that's uh, show business, actually. <laughs> that's show business. That's how most writers are, in my opinion. If you it's don't do true. this, I will kill you. I will essentially kill you and not only excommunicate you, but like physically murder you. Like, Ooh. you will no longer live. Yeah. Um, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll do it. And so, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, well, you gave us no choice. And uh, as it goes on, let me think. Christine's like, oh, 
do I really want to do this? Because they end up making it into a trap for the Phantom. Because they're like, well, he's going to be there. Like, right, when we yeah. eventually put it on, he will have to be there. Yeah. So Christine, Raul is like, Christine, you do this. We'll capture him. But Christine's like, well, he's like my dead dad. She's like, this guy has been tutoring me since I've been like 16. He's 42. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. The and Phantom is like an, a, is a middle-aged man. And Christine is like 19. He's a Shane Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. How old is Rylan? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think 30-something. Mm. Yeah, for a 60-year-old. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who's almost hitting 80. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. Um, but Christine, eventually Christine just gives in. But not before consulting with her dead father's grave. And she sings this beautiful song. Oh, one of my favorites. But... um eventually it leads to like she's at the cemetery where her father is buried and it leads to like the love triangle thing yeah where there there's always they're always setting up andrew lloyd weber was always setting yes. up this love triangle of the phantom christine and raul and <laughs> it ends with like christine getting hypnotized by him but then Ra Raul like gets her out of it and like brings her back to the theater and she's like you know what you're right like I'll never escape him if I don't do this and so like they rehearse they put it on and then they sing my favorite song of the whole show past the point of no return that is probably the most iconic the movie does a perfect job yes the movie mm. I, I agree with whatever that sound was that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how i feel because think about think about the way they did it in the movie compared to the stage i you just get that uh, it's so intimate and it's yes. so and the lights like the color yes. of the, like the cinematography the colors the uh, the wardrobe yeah. in the musical it's just it's a stage it's you're on the stage mm -hmm. and you like you have to be big but that song itself is so intimate between Christine and the Phantom that I have to burp again. Let it out. I just get so excited. I have to release all <laughs> this extra air. Throw up. She's so pumped. <laughs> 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 truly, um, but truly, it just oozes this feeling of like. Mm. <clears throat> but that's besides the point. At the end, the big climax of that song is she rips off his mask again. Repeat offender. Crossing mm -hmm. boundaries, Christine. Yeah. How dare you? What the hell? But she, they, and then he kidnaps her away again. Well, and then everybody's trying to figure out what's going on because they're like, oh my God, the Phantom was on stage. He wasn't watching from the wings at all. Uh, he ended up killing somebody on stage, mm -hmm. which is, well, he kills a lot of people in this show. He does. I completely glossed over the fact that he killed. I've also completely glossed over the parts of um, Madame Giri and Meg Giri, but which I... You're right. Truly, the show would go on without them, if I'm thinking correctly. Madame Giri is kind of like the voice um, of the Phantom. Yeah, I think... I think if that... Uh, do they need to be named in the cast? No. No. Mm -mm. But when I did it in high school, I loved our Madam Jerry, Rachel. Who? Rachel, Rachel uh, Connington. I don't know her. I think she did a phenomenal job. She By was the way, so guys, good. Jenna was Christine. I did say that a little earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, My brain is actually, I left it 
at home today so mm-hmm. it's still tucked in bed um i'm trying to think what else oh i'm i'm sorry i'm, I'm getting off plot no you're good so you're good. raul oh this is where meg or this is where madame jerry actually comes in because madame jerry and raul meet up and he's like you have to tell me where he took her like i know you know this <laughs> this fucker like <laughs> tell me where he took her and she's just like okay but this is as far as i dare go she's just like do not i i don't even want to interact with him now right and so this is my if if past the point of no return was like my favorite song this is my favorite moment of the show mm-hmm. where it's Christine is trying to understand the Phantom and the Phantom is having a manic episode and he's just like, no, Christine, you're staying with me. Like, I'm not giving you a choice. You're going to marry me and we're going to be happy. Like, we're going to be in love. And she's just like, I don't love you. She said, what does she say? The tears I might have shed. No, this is before. She goes, this haunted face holds no horror for me now. It's in your soul where the true distortion lies. Meaning, I don't care what you look like. You just murdered a bunch of people. Like, right. Like, you're. Before it was about how ugly you were. Yeah. And you're so ugly. And like, have I said how ugly you are? Yeah. Yeah. She might as well just have, like, called him out and in the beginning and and said, ugly, ugly, ugly. Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. (laughs) No tomatoes. I feel like had she done that, she would have had no issue. Mm hmm. But, but she didn't, and then got you know, what'd you say? Not mesmerized, but like uh, hypnotized. hypnotized. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know. At this point, why? Ugh, I have so many thoughts and feelings. Keep going though. So, eventually, Raul shows up, and he's on the opposite side of the bars mm-hmm. in the stage play, and he's like, "All right, dude, come in." And what is what does the Phantom say? He goes, "Um." Why should I make Christine pay for the sins which are yours? And he wraps a noose around his neck and he holds him hostage and he goes, Okay, Christine, I'll give you one or two options. Let's play a little game. <laughs> Either you marry me or I murder him in front of your eyes. Like, she, he's like, Which would you like? And I'm like, And me, me at, how old was I when I first watched it? 13, maybe 12. I'm just like, Oh my God. It's like an <laughs> ultimatum. How hot. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he's willing to kill That's... just to be with me? <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> but so th- then this beautiful, this is like absolutely beautiful the way this is done. Phantom is singing to Christine. Raul is singing to Christine. Christine is singing to Phantom. And they're all overlapping. It's gorgeous. And... My, of course, my favorite, I'm a little biased, is what Christine says. She says, um, oh, sorry, I have to figure it out. But You're good. pretty much, like, Raul is telling Christine, like, why, well, for, he says something to Phantom. He goes, why make her lie to you to save me? Because it's like, obviously, she doesn't love you. You're giving her an ultimatum. Yeah. And then the Phantom is singing, uh, oh, wait. God damn it. Sorry. I'm just going to look it up because I, I really know this. It's okay. Yeah. We're we're really oh, winging it today. S-E-Q-U-E-N-T-E. Final sequence. Not Sweeney Todd, but shout out Sweeney Todd. Shout out Sweeney. Movie opera. Um, no. What's that? I feel like um, also. Oh, God. 
gosh, I literally just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, you're good, you're good. oh, in that moment, um, in the stage production, mm-hmm. you get more of that push and pull. Mm-hmm. In the, it, you can only do so much in a movie. movie. Like you can show their faces, but when you can see, if you have a good production of it, when you can see the three different vibes you're getting from people it you uh, that's a moment where i cry because you just feel so bad Mm. i feel bad for all three of them yeah okay so i found it so so as i left off why would i make her pay for the sins which are yours and then the phantom gives christine the ultimate the ultimatum Start a new life with me. Buy his freedom with your love. Refuse me and you send your lover to his death. This is the choice. This is the point of no return. Chills. I have goosebumps. <laughs> Christine, the tears I might have shed for your dark fate grow cold and turn to tears of hate. And she goes on, farewell, my fallen idol and false friend. We had such hopes and now those hopes are shattered. Like, fuck you, dog. Literally. Like, why are you doing this to me? And then Raul, Christine, forgive me. Please forgive me. I did it all for you and all for nothing. And then he says, say you love him and my life is over. Such a narcissist. (laughs) If I haven't heard those words. Raul. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I haven't. But that's the thing, too. Yeah, true. (laughs) Raul's only thinking of himself with a noose wrapped around his neck. Phantom (laughs) is saying, too late for turning back. too Too late for prayers and useless pity. All hope of cries for help no point in fighting for either way you choose you cannot win and at the same time Raul says for either way you choose uh he has to win something like that yeah yeah he has to win and um then Christine in the midst of those two bickering bickering (laughs) with each other Christine says angel of music who deserves this um why do you curse mercy why do you curse mercy? Why do you curse? Like, you're, yeah, he's trying to play with fate. And he's trying to, again, like, I, a full-blown narcissist. Mm-hmm. Thinking that that's the only out is, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm either going to kill him or I'm going to kill myself. And right. that's not okay. Nope. Not okay. No, it's not. That is such a... a a crazy uh, the lyrics always come back to each other no matter if it's a reprise or if it's um it, they always like you said um when christine starts singing and she said uh my the angel of music angel of music and then my hopes were shattered oh yeah yeah she sings that in um uh wishing you were somehow here again Mm-hmm. like there's very uh, the characters are so on point that's what i i kind of hate about some musicals today is that the the characters don't follow through true they change so much that they and it could just be part of the plot mm-hmm. but you got to consider how that character acts as a human being and how pivotal their their and beliefs are and thinking realistically because christine does she holds true to her love for the phantom because at the very end she does say she 
yeah how to wrap up the plot for us oh yes the phantom says you try my patience make your choice and christine goes pitiful creature of darkness what kind of life have you known god give me courage to show you you are not alone and she kisses him she goes in twice she really wants to seal the deal if you know what i mean and with that with that showing i think it just knocks some sense into the phantom and suddenly he's like leave me forget me forget all of this forget all you know of the phantom of of this angel in hell and raul and christine bolt and they leave and then in the stage play it's absolutely beautiful you can hear the crowds coming to take away the phantom because madame giri has led them into the caverns yeah and they're they're saying, hunt down this murderer, he must be found. It's Ooh. so sick. And it echoes through the theater. It's lovely. And so he there's this prop chair that he sits in. Mm-hmm. And so he has a cloak. He sits in the chair. He throws the cloak over himself. And then it looks like he's sitting there. And then token <laughs> token dancer, Meg Giri, walks in. <laughs> she sees the chair and then she rips off the cloak. And sitting in the chair is just his lone mask with a spotlight. And I think Meg Jerry, like, picks it up so that she can, it can really be in the yeah. spotlight. But it's this beautiful thing where, like, he just disappears into thin air like the phantom he is. And that's how it ends. It's just like, I have, where I did he go? just got chills down my I spine. I have chills, too. It is, it is such a crazy interpretation. The first time you watch it. You think that he has so many human emotions that he's human mm-hmm. and he just wants to feel love and he just wants to be loved by his daughter, question yeah, mark, weird, young but woman. also young woman, question mark. And then he finally gets that love and realizes that it's, he's like, oh shit, what have I done? I just kissed my daughter. Yeah. I don't know if it's that or if it's like, well, I got what I wanted. Maybe she was a bad kisser. And he was like, oh. He's like, oh, (laughs) man. This wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Uh, I'm ahead. Yeah. He's like, you guys should you guys should get out of here. Damn. Yeah. I'd love to see a rendition of Phantom of the Opera where the Phantom and Christine kiss. And he's like. (sighs) (laughs) Damn. I was hoping it was going to be better, shoddy. Yeah. Or like he kisses her and he goes, I think I like men. (laughs) He's like, ooh. He's like, "Mm." Raul? Yeah. Do you want to try that real quick? Wait, come here. (laughs) You both come here. You stand here and you You stand stand here. here. I'm going to look at you while I give him a little kiss on the mouth. Right. And I'm going to see. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, guys. This was just a big mistake. I I gotta... Now, can you guys kiss? Yeah, so I can... Yeah, can you guys... Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. shit. Oh. I think that was my favorite one. I think... Okay, now you kiss me while I'm kissing him, and then we'll we'll <laughs> switch. <laughs> Meanwhile, the crowd's, like, coming in. <laughs> They're watching all of them just kiss. <laughs> the crowd Yeah. The crowd's just like... And the Phantom looks at the crowd, and he's just like, you guys can watch. Like, No, come in. Yeah, come in. No, it's okay. You 
right there. Yeah. The man with the scraggly beard and dirty clothes. Can you come here real quick? Yeah. Okay. You. You kiss me. You look like, you look like a kissing machine. You look, you look scrumptious. Your lips look so, well, they very much look dirty and dry, but that kind of is my, my, that's sh- my, my that's my thing. Yeah. yeah. But love. But, but the love. love. And then, of course, for those who don't know, there is a sequel to The Phantom love. of the Opera. Absolutely. And honestly, people hate it. It's a cult. It's not a cult classic. It's like a cult hate. But I love it. I love Love Never Dies. I love the music. I love the characterization of these characters 10 years later. It's controversial, but it's a it's a banger. Meg Giri and Madame Giri have bigger parts like they actually are established. Yes. Um, Christine and Raul have a son. Um. I'm not going to spoil it. You know what? I was going to say something, but it's okay. But let him let him let him figure it out. We'll we'll put some on the playlist. Uh we'll put some Love Never Dies on the playlist. Ooh, yes, yes. Just a few songs to get you get you feeling. Mhm. Mhm. So, that is the plot. And that's yes. That um, was my very scatterbrained plot. That is, you know what? It was perfect. And I'm glad you have been in the show to e- even point out the pivotal parts because I've only ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I've never um, I di- well, of- I've digested it for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a huge, I mean, in high school, that's a huge, huge production to put on. It's a lot. It's taxing. It's uh, Shout out Dave Curtis. He had me do the song Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again for um, the... Uh, I don't know, some sort of, like, faculty, like, district-wide meeting before school started in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I sang it, and I was, like, I cried afterwards because it's such a big song. And then I got a standing ovation from every teacher at that place. And I was just, like, I couldn't even imagine trying to be in this show. I'm just singing this song alone. No costume, no production, no nothing. And I physically am destroyed well let's break down wishing you were somehow here again because that is a pivotal do you want to go into fan faves yeah is that one of your fan faves it's probably my third i yeah yeah. i have mine i have mine ranks but please let's let's talk about that and then we'll go into fan faves so wishing you were somehow here again if i already said it let me say it again christine in this moment is deciding whether or not she will betray the phantom and do his opera so that they can kid like so that they can arrest him pretty much and like get him out of the theater and she has been consulting with the phantom ever since she was young this man has been her confidant her and a, a teacher she says you were once my friend and father my one companion my yeah. one companion now my world is shattered mm-hmm. and that's where it comes back and so pretty much she's talking also to her to her father and to the Phantom in the same kind of like way because yeah. it because it's the lines are blurred for her like she's Absolutely. a victim <laughs> she is very victim in this song she says um, wishing you were somehow here again wishing you were somehow near hmm. Oh God! Oh, it's all disappearing. You know I, what? I yeah, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have relied like that. <laughs> Let's look it up. Yeah, wishing you were somehow here again. Really, 
I don't have the time to type. Why say more word when few word do trick? Oh, <laughs> why say many word? Few word do trick. Um, wishing I could hear your voice again, knowing that I never would. Dreaming of you won't help me to do all that you dreamed I could. And then passing bells and sculpted angels, cold and monumental, seem for you the wrong companions. You were warm and gentle. There's a different version of those lyrics. It's, yeah, it's, um, um ten long years of sat in silence, uh, willing you to hear me. Which is crazy because that is more directed towards her father. Yes, that's for sure. But the, uh, the sculptures and, and stuff that, it makes sense. I think they do, the, the, the writing of the song makes you go back and forth between her father and the phantom because I think it really does show how much everything is blurred for her yes like she doesn't know who she's talking to because for the longest time she thought she was talking to her father or like a version of her father in an angelic form and it turns out it's just this creepy old dude in the basement who has a crush on her been there before dude (laughs) haven't we all (laughs) I feel it shout out if you've Shout Sound off in the in comments basement. if you've yeah. been let on Sound by a creepy dude, dude in your the basement. basement. Ugh, I hate that feeling. Or shout out if you've ever been let on by a ghost. No, for yeah. real? Dude, there was a... I th- you know what? I don't even want to get into it. It's okay. It was ghastly. <laughs> ghastly. Ghastly. Haunting, even. It haunts me to this day. <laughs> you know what this... Okay. This reminds me of Hamlet. Yes. Because, I mean, think about the parallels. His father comes back Mm -hmm. in a form of a ghost. Her father, question mark, comes back in the form of a ghost. Mm -hmm. He confides in her. Hamlet's father confides in him about how he was actually murdered. Hamlet, being being someone who probably has some sort of mental health issues. He has his quirks. He has his quirks. Um, He decides to contemplate everything and in the end madness drives him insane but obviously in this version it's love that plays a bigger role because no matter how you love or who you love there's always that moment of redemption for yourself and for others so hamlet ends up killing polonius he kills um uh he killed polonius and then he dies and then like everybody dies but Christine's version is like she takes that moment to forgive him forgive and use the power of love to reconcile her feelings Mm -hmm. um and like you said that is a that is a true mark of her character yes she's also very young very naive so imagine it didn't work imagine like she kissed him and he was like okay let's go yeah I'm ready to be married (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what else you got on your fan faves um i kind of already went over the final scene uh let's but point of no return i'm gonna look up the lyrics for that one that's a fantastic song in the stage production you get um you get uh like i wouldn't say a solo shot but it definitely, you know, those moments in theater where you're just kind of like tunnel visioned on 
the stage. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. And especially during their trio too, where they're all singing to each other. It's a little vignette of mm-hmm. of being um, pulled into the... It's very immersive. You feel, especially the the lyrics, if you want to oh, yep. go over the lyrics. Um, so for background... This is like a musical within a musical. So pretty much the what's going on in the musical that's in the show is a man is dressing up as a different man to get with this girl. Plain and simple. Yeah. And so Christine is the prey who this man is dressing up to fool. And then he sings to her, You have come here in pursuit of your deepest urge, in pursuit of that wish which till now has been silent. Silent. I have brought you that our passions may fuse and merge in your mind. You've already succumbed to me. Dropped all your fences. Completely succumbed to me. Now you are here. No second thoughts. You've decided. Decided. (laughs) And so then he goes, past the point of no return, no backward glances. Our games of make-believe are at an end. Past all thought of if or when, no use resisting. Abandon thought and let the dream descend. What raging fire. This is a long song. (laughs) It's a long long song. And... Pretty much like what sweet seductions lies before us. Like mm-hmm. he's just trying to get her into bed with him in the play, in the show. Yes. And so Christine, her character is playing hard to get. She's like, you've brought me to that moment. You've brought me to that moment where words run dry, baby. Uh, to that moment where speech disappears into silence. I've come here hardly knowing the reason why. In my mind, I've already imagined our bodies entwining, defenseless and silent. Now I'm here with you. No second thoughts. I've decided. Decided. And so, like, the Phantom is playing opposite her when, in reality, it should have been Pianji. But as the scene, as they have a scene change within the show, Pianji is murdered by the Phantom and then replaced by him. Yes. And so the Phantom comes out and sings all this with Christine, and Christine is singing it to him. And it's kind of up to the actress's discretion whether she lets on that she knows it's the phantom or if she likes to play it off as like she's singing to Pianji. Yeah. Some like Sierra ba- Bagus. 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 I, I think it's Bagus, but I'm, you know. I have no idea. It's spelled silly. No Why offense. don't we just make everybody's last name Corn? Okay. Sierra Corn. <laughs> she, um, I think in her rendition of the stage play, the 50th anniversary, she really leads on that she doesn't know it's him if you would agree i i to I a do. certain point i think she plays especially what oh gosh i wish i knew when she played phantom or when she played <laughs> she played the phantom oh gosh when she played christine how young she was she was young oh um well i mean she's only what 30s 40s maybe because in her version she is so – she plays a very young and naive Christine, like you said before. Yes, yes. It, it, it really all depends on who you have in these roles for how they interpret it. Birthday. Sorry, now I'm doing the math. No, you're good. She I've... was born in 82. And then 2013 is when she did Phantom. Let's see. Yes. So she was 31. What the? Sierra's 
she's been it. She's been doing it. How old is she? She was born in 82. She is. She is literally 41. That was 10 years ago. Babe, the perfect I could have done that, Matt. That's the perfect age for me. 31. Uh, wow, I thought she was a lot younger than that. She just never ages. True. She Well, she does yoga. She's like a hardcore yoga babe. You know what they say. If you do yoga, you're essentially you a vampire. You eat yogurt. Yeah. Oh, yes. You eat yogurt. Mm-hmm. You do. You, you do. You, go, you yo-yo a lot. A lot of yo-yo uh-huh. if you do yoga and eat yogurt. The um, They also say that your spirit animal would be the yogi bear. Yes. Um, hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> do yoga on the picnic basket. Let's do yoga on the... Picnic basket. <laughs> boo boo. I think she would do an amazing Yogi Bear if there was a um, Yogi Bear musical. Oh, yes. She would get the lead. That's what should replace she- Lion King. <laughs> Yogi Bear, the musical. It's called It's called. Let's Go for a Picnic. <laughs> it's called it's Me cool. and Boo Boo Forever. <laughs> Love never boo boos. <laughs> Love never boo boo. <laughs> Let's go for a picnic. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate myself right now. I feel so trapped in my body. <laughs> Guys, someone lock the door. Get us out of the cave, please. Uh, oh, but that one's very good. That was a good song. That one, I love. Pass the point of no return. And it all accumulates to, yeah, there's a big reveal. And Christine reveals that the Phantom is who he is. And everyone's like, what the... And then uh, shots are fired, let me tell you. And he escapes with her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, I like how fantasy it is, too. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That makes a musical Quincy. special. Yeah. Special to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like fantasy. Um, I have some fan faves. Let me hear them. Uh, first one is Overture. It is iconic. Mm. When you hear that, do, 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 do. Oh chills up this i just got chills chills up the spine you're sitting in the audience if this is the first time seeing the show you feel unsettled if it's your second time or past that seeing the show you are shaking in your boots you you know what's coming my boots are trembling right now (laughs) there's so much sweat in my shoes it's like a ravine (laughs) Ugh, I don't like that analogy. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go back. We're gonna take two on that. It's uh, like it's like you're scared. Yeah, Cr- right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I right, guys? It is. It is so iconic. I love overtures in some musicals because it really sets the mood. Mm-hmm. You got it, it. Literally gives the whole musical away. If you know the music to it yep. and you listen, it's like, oh, and there are two overtures. There's the act one and then the act two. Yes. Um, I, on second on my list is Masquerade. That is a classic. Masquerade. I went to go see Verdi's Requiem at the BPO. Um, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta play the second movement or the third movement of it. But when you, when you know it or when you hear it, you'll know it. Um, they say that Andrew Lloyd Webber has taken moments from lots of other um, pieces and put it into um, the Phantom. But here we go. Ready? Yeah. So this is you. You'll know it. Oh, 
wait for it. I cried. It's beautiful. It is. It's iconic for that whole work. And it's it's one of those... I wish I could compose. I wish I could compose. The only thing I've done is made the intro and outro to this podcast. Which is a feat of its own. I could have never done that. They're kind of bangers, but nothing like a Verity's Requiem. I wish I could compose music like that. And the overture is one of those things that makes you feel like that masquerade. When you have that big chorus come in and it's just mm, like doo, true doo, 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 doo. that's Masquerade. the thing it is uh, please talk because i'm at a loss no. for words <laughs> they when they're when they have the choral pieces like when everybody's on stage singing every time it's something super powerful masquerade when they're singing the opening um in the musical within a musical when they do like the the background in the second act when it's um, the crowds coming to hunt the phantom, mm, those mm-hmm. are cool. They use the different groups of people to like create an echo. Yes. It's wonderful. And it really shows you how deep down in the caverns they are. Yeah. It creates mystery, mm-hmm. mystifies it. It is, it is iconic. It, it, I, it's sometimes there are songs where I have to be in the right mood to feel what it's given me. Mm-hmm. But there are some songs where you could play that and I would turn my head and be like, I immediately get in the mood. It's, you, know, you know what other song? It's a, another, I forget who it's by, but it was the song that they played at JFK's funeral. And then they also play it. Uh, they played it at the 9-11 memorial. And it's the like, uh, I'm going to have to find it. She's but it's by it. James something. James. James Dean? <laughs> maybe, maybe. When did they play at JFK's JFK's funeral? It's, um... Um... No. Is it, like... Not Ruffles and Flourishes, not the Star Spangled Banner. It's, like, the... It, like, it has... I can't even start to, like, sing it. It's like, da, 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 da. no, that's not it. I can't get the notes right. I can't even think of it. Da, 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 da. You would know it if you heard it. Wait, 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 wait. I By James. Feel like. A tribute in tears and a thrust of freedom. Damn. Is that it? No, it wasn't James Baldwin's funeral. I just heard it on Instagram today. <laughs> Oh. But it's like the da, 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 I can't get the notes right. I can't sing it because I'll get it wrong. That's da, 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 da. Mm. Uh, well. Oh well. It was a thought. It was a thought in my head. And Sorry, guys. It's the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. I'll I'll try to listen to what it is because I'm sure I'll cry. Probably. Is I, it? Yeah. Is it? Does it have lyrics? No. It's oh, it's all, just orchestral. It's orchestra. It, it was made, I think it was written in the 80s, like 82. Okay. No. Okay. I don't know. That's I'm okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, don't everyone. Apologize. My brain don't work too Listen, good today. Listen, if you guys could be our researchers for today, Jen and I both left our brains at home, so yeah. if anybody could put that song in the comments, that'd be great. 
my last fan favorite is All I Ask of You. You know that one? Yes. That one. I couldn't sing it. I had oh, to it. is it violins? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know what song you're talking okay, about. Great. All right, guys, I found it. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I could have immediately recognized that. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> could I name it? No. No. Not a clue. Um, All I ask of you is the dynamic range and the vocal range that you need for that song. I sang that once with actually uh, Abby and Nick, two of my friends from high school. Well, Abby's a friend. Nick, I don't know. That's a loaded question. Um, Let's keep going. (laughs) He they sang that at the talent show for one of the talent shows we had really yeah and it was it was really good i mean abby's voice in that is she has a beautiful she blew me away in sister act (laughs) oh (laughs) she was phenomenal she is just she blew my mind her her head her head voice and her vibrato are killer Mm -hmm. she's so talented but she um yeah they sang that and and blew it away and then we sang it in voice lessons um when we would have voice lessons in in high school Mm -hmm. and stuff and it was like again one of those songs that you just it has such a beautiful melody it's just you can feel the emotion (laughs) so good so good and the the climax of it I remember, uh, I kissed so many people <laughs> for Phantom. I remember when me and the Phantom had to do our kiss for the first time. We were back before our entrance, and we were like, what if we just kissed now <laughs> to get it over, get over with? Yeah. And then when we kissed in front of everybody, it wouldn't be our first time because we kissed yeah, before. Yeah. And it worked out perfectly. I've only ever had one stage kiss. Unfortunately, I was dating the person, and we broke up. Like, oh, yeah. a couple days before my birthday was when I was in Hunchback. I was Esmeralda, and he was Phoebus. And More like Flubbus. Literally. I, <laughs> what the? He's the more worst. Like plebis. More like More like... More like feet... No, not fetus. More <laughs> like feet, feet... Feet... Hey, I like feet. Huh? I didn't huh? say that. <laughs> huh? huh? Who was that? I think the Phantom just came in. Yeah, that was really... Yeah, he grabbed the mic and he said that. He said, I love feet, boo-boo. <laughs> boo-boo, show me your feet. Oh, that, that was Sierra Corn. That's who said that. Yeah, Sierra Corn. Mm-hmm. What a good girl. <laughs> um, That's all I have for fan faves. We can't do a favorite... Oh, we could do a favorite cast recording. Oh, yeah. Um, Want to say on three? One, one two, two, three, three the movie. 50th. Mm-hmm. there's just and i love the 50th i will say every time i try to listen to it on spotify it's just so quiet but oh yeah 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 i just it's i think that's because it's the first one i watched the 50th was bootleg. the movie was the first one i watched so i think it just has a special place mm-hmm. in my heart also mm-hmm. gerard butler gerard butler everyone gerard butler <laughs> oh, i cannot wait God. for that to go in everybody's yeah. ear holes um, He's just a big piece of man meat that I want to stick my fork and knife into and gobble him up like a Thanksgiving dinner. 
And if you don't agree, I feel bad for you. I really feel bad for you. Because yeah. then he went on to do My Chemical Romance and <laughs> he was iconic, Gerard. Yeah. Really. You know what? What? I think you're right. I, I could see him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gerard Butler's uh, iconic, though. Dude. Emmy's vocals are also yeah very 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 good and she was she was young talk about young yes she was she was actually young, young. and mm-hmm. that i know and i'm and not just costumes oh costumes were fantastic you got to have good costumes for uh uh, uh you got to have good costumes for a stage production you don't necessarily have to have good costumes for a movie because you need it more to be acting but they killed it i think when it comes to the stage costumes they have to definitely be bigger because like you want to yeah. be able to see them from the mezzanine but um fill the stage yeah but for the movie it can be so much so intricate yeah with like down to like the lace yeah Mm -hmm. oh like her point of no return in the movie her fit for that doing good (laughs) yeah i get little like ocd ticks oh okay um her outfit in the movie it's just like a corset and then her boobles are out it's beautiful I love that about her. Her boo-boos are up. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta stop. <laughs> it's the Phantom of the Boo-Boo. <laughs> Phantom of the Boo-Boo. Hey, Boo-Boo. Show me your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boo-Boo's a child. I should not be calling oh, I should not ask true. him to do that. That's true. We can't title the episode The Phantom of the Boo-Boos anymore. <laughs> Sierra Corn and the Phantom of the Boo-Boo. <laughs> Oh, we're delirious today. So <laughs> Jenna, are you groupy or poopy? <laughs> groupy, all out. Groupy. Group, group, group. Groupy. I, gr- I. Are you what? I'm not going to say a single word. <laughs> you cannot hold me accountable for what I'm saying. Who knows? I don't even know who's in the booth today, actually. It's not Jenna and it's not Elena, that's no. for sure. No, it's, it's a, a butterball, butterball turkey and, and a cool pe- piece of pie. Exactly. So that's why oh, we're, God. we're not here. I'm literally drunk on turkey. <laughs> Dude, drunk on turkey and uh, Josta Berry Cider. What in God's name is Josta Berry Cider? It, well, I'm glad you asked. When I went to uh, Canandaigua, we went to like this little place and got alcohol. 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 And it was like one of the tall boy ciders, and it has a beautiful, like, beautiful packaging. That's what drew me to it. My yeah. friend Kara was like, I'm getting it. And I said, I'm getting it too. Pretty. And it has like a wine taste to it, but it's still a cider. So it's like a tart sweet. And Ooh. it's perfect. That sounds good. And I drink. Excuse me. I'm going to burp again. I drank two of them. And wow. Delicioso. Delicioso. I was going to drink yesterday and then I decided against it. So I had sparkling grape juice. Dude. Which is very good. Bussin. Bussin. It's really good. Uh it wasn't Welch's, though. It was, like, some Trader Joe's something, or Aldi or whatever. But it was still, I mean... Sparkling. Sparkling, grape, and also juice. It was all three. Refreshing. In, in one. Yeah, it was really good. That's it. Um, what time are we at? One hour, six more notes. Mm. Um, are we ready? I think we're ready. Jenna, do you have a weird question to ask me? Or um, the audience? If you found a body part in your mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving dinner, oh God. which would you be, which one would you find and would you still eat the food? Yeah. If, hypothetically, if you were to find one, 
realistically, which one would it be based on what your Thanksgiving was like? For me, in my mashed potatoes, it would probably be someone's, like, finger. Mm -hmm. Also, oh, I'm not. uh, My dad, okay, it was freezing yesterday. I went to Barker, Mm -hmm. and we're right across Lake Ontario. Like, it, like, I could walk about a yard and be in the water. How lovely. It's gorgeous. But it's frigid. And I'm in, like, socks. uh, Just socks? Do you not go to Thanksgiving? It just it's called Nakey Nakey Nick- Nakey Giving. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I don't like this episode. <laughs> Can we restart? <laughs> Anyways, I was in socks and a sweater and, and pants. I had everything on, and I had my my big jacket is like a blanket. I love this Ooh. thing. I think I might use it in the show because it's genuinely super warm. Mm. But my dad was in a button up t shirt jeans no socks with his like collar unbuttoned and i'm like first of all you look like you're supposed to be on a like yacht rock boat (laughs) you look like steely dan should be playing (laughs) you you look like you're pablo cruz right now cruising second of all why are your dogs out (laughs) yeah true those pigs are flaunting literally barking in my face (laughs) There was so much barking yesterday with me and my step-siblings. <laughs> Dude, it's so important. It's so Did important that just break bark. the thing? Uh, no. All right, awesome. Do you want to try to? No. You broke it last week. All right, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. I that was, was getting fun. ready. I know, you were excited. <sighs> um, Finger, probably. Mm-hmm. If not, probably one of my dad's bare-ass toes. toes. Mm-hmm. And would you still eat the mashed potatoes? If it was a finger, yeah. If it was a toe, no. no. Okay. Feet are gross. Put them um, away. Mine would probably be my dad's eyeball would have fallen into the mashed potatoes. It's hanging on by a thread. Oh. <laughs> oh, my dad. My dad's uh, retina detached oh. from his eyeball and he got surgery to put it back on. Jenna. Yeah. But this was like a month ago. So honestly, it probably sh- has reconnected. I thought you were going to say a couple years ago. A month ago is like recent. Yeah. Uh Okay, maybe two months ago. Because it's like, he's finished the medication for it. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, you mm-hmm. did say I have to go mm-hmm. give Jenna drops would, to yeah, my dad. Jenna yeah. would leave and be like, I gotta go put eye drops in my dad's eye. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he she is a nurse. It. He can't do it himself. Well, he could, but I didn't want him to. No, to yeah. Sure it was that's, a, that's an invasive surgery. Mm-hmm. Dang. But um, if my dad's eyeball was in the mashed potatoes, I feel like it would have to be going in when we were putting it in the stand mixer. So... It would be mixed in with the mashed potatoes. Worse. Um, Far worse. But I think it would be a definitely good flavor. <laughs> so I would still eat it. Because I love mashed potatoes. <laughs> Elena. Elena. I took a sip of my drink when she said that. I always take a sip at the worst time. I mean, what does an eyeball taste like? Do you think it would be like an octopus, like squishy? No, I think, especially if the potatoes were still hot, it would kind of like melt into it. Um, It might be a little stringy, but I'm going to throw up on this microphone. Okay, well, maybe I should stop talking (laughs) about it because we don't own any of this stuff. (laughs) I'll buy a new mic. I'm sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. Nummy nummies. 
I mm. uh, oh we were talking about what food we were the other day uh, Wednesday at rehearsal Natalie said I'd be garlic bread which mm. no offense I don't like garlic bread but she said I love garlic bread so I was like I'll take Aww. it thank you Natalie very lovely if Natalie was a food she would I said she would be like an orange or a slice of pineapple like she's very she loves fruit and she's very like bubbly and, and stuff like that and then she also said I would be bubble tea but what what food would you would you do you want to do each other yeah let's do each other okay do you want to do me first or you yeah, um I have to really get a good look at you because I've had so many different kinds of food I know but honestly when I think of you I think of crunchy salad crunchy salad fresh fresh crunchy salad and roasted, delicious yeah roasted broccoli kale oh chickpea. that salad that's crunchy a salad. good salad yeah um ben also said i'd be watermelon because you're sweet and moist <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry I no go. don't go please I come back go. please come back jenna I said my trigger it. word <laughs> what would i be elena jenna if you were a food I can't look at your hair because I did. <laughs> I did call Sean Ward a carrot cake. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just because he he's a carrot cake. Yeah. He's he's sweet and he's different and, and he's he's, na- he's natural and earthy. <laughs> if there's one word to describe Sean Ward, it's natural. Uh, yeah. And a second word would be earthy. <laughs> um, moving on, Jenna. If you were a food, you would be. You would be like a pastry like a gourmet pastry (laughs) with like i don't know if you would be a croissant but something like flaky and sweet a bear claw a bear claw or even um like not necessarily a danish where it's like cheesy but something that has like like um frosting or icing drizzled on it yeah um i love that completely flattered and you're welcome (laughs) And I constantly tell my mom that I wouldn't be something sweet because I'm sweet enough. <laughs> you are very sweet. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm chock full of sweetness. You would also be... And I'm very flaky. No. Jenna, you're always there for me. Oh. <laughs> you're never flaky. I was saying my skin is flaky. <laughs> okay. So my skin is so dry. Coming from the girl who has psoriasis. For real? Yeah. I, I have like... I It's called seborrheic dermatitis, which is like... not dandruff but like it's like chronic to the point where it's on my it's on my face my scalp my arms i've never noticed that i'm sorry it it gets bad if i eat gluten oh um good thing i said you're a crunchy salad then yeah so we keep it fresh and not be glutinous and healthy Mm -hmm. also i like calling i like saying if people are drinks like ben would be like a fresh latte natalie would be (laughs) ben would be a root beer flow (laughs) That's he'd be yeah he'd be a black cow he'd be a black cow yeah. first time I told him that I was like that is not he looked at me and he was like what I was like that's not racially charged yeah didn't mean <laughs> Don't it like that you dare take it that way because that's not how I meant it Natalie would be um, strawberry bubble tea and I think I said Sean would be apple juice or something like that mm. but you would be a fresh squeezed orange juice you mean I wouldn't be a Dr Pepper. You you would be a Dr. Pepper Pepper if it wasn't, like, bad for your health. Like, oh, if there was okay. a healthy Dr. Pepper, a DDP, Diet Dr. Pepper. That's my sister's favorite drink. I love a good DDP. She likes DDP. I like regular DP. Happy birthday, by the way. Belated. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 
Yeah. It's not Jenna's <laughs> it's not Jenna's birthday anymore. But you sent a picture in the group chat of your sister and I was like I almost responded, "Oh, happy birthday." Cuz I thought you were like it's her birthday. No. And just... I just said, "Oh, hi, Lee." I was like it's not her birthday. My... I al- <sighs> My sister literally was just like take a picture of me for your group chat i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> and then she kept asking what are they saying what are they saying and i'm like dj said he's single <laughs> literally my my sister has a very serious boyfriend so. i was gonna say yeah that was funny i thought he posted because he posted his picture of pizza oh. and he goes here's yeah. my plate also i'm single and i was like i didn't know what it was directed towards so. and then yeah then i scrolled up and i was like oh happy birthday happy no, no. happy birthday Happy no, birthday. No birthday. You could say happy birthday. That's what my niece does. She just goes, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Barbie. Happy birthday, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Well, Jenna, this has been a great time. <laughs> I'm glad we went into a little bit of phantom and a lot of weird shit. Yeah. I feel exasperated. I feel good for the most part. I love you, Elena. Thanks, Jenna. I'm going to be okay. I got a good support system, so everything's going to be fine. Love never boo-boos, if you know what I mean. Boo-boo never dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that blew out the mic. <laughs> that did blow out the microphone. <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll leave you. <laughs> oh follow us on hear me out pod, music pod on instagram and follow our spotify playlist um on spotify and we love you thank you for listening i'm never gonna fully recover <laughs>